Welcome to the Hobby School Podcast. Whether you're a seasoned hobbyist or just getting started, Hobby School is the perfect place to learn something new. My name is Dr. Destiny Kopp and I'm your host of the podcast. But before we jump into our episode for today, the only thing I ask is that if you enjoyed the episode, please share with a friend and give us an honest review on your favorite podcast platform. This helps us get out the content to more people. I also want to invite you to get on our wait list for our next Hobby School Online Learning Summit. These are free to attend and you can find the link to join at hobbyschool.com, which is also in our podcast show notes. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. And my special guest today is Kathy Fritz. Kathy is a board-certified master hormone coach who helps women in perimenopause and menopause experience relief from hormonal symptoms like fatigue, hot flashes, moodiness, and insomnia. Her clients lose weight, rediscover their energy, feel sexy, and stop thinking that they're losing their minds. And Kathy, thank you so much for joining me. I am very excited to jump into this topic with you. And I am definitely in this market here or in this target market, if you would. And today we're going to be talking about how to prepare your body for menopause. And before we get into all the good questions that I have for you, and I'm sure the audience definitely wants to hear about, can you tell the audience a little bit more about you and how you help people? Sure, Destiny, and thanks so much for having me. Hello, all you hobby school fans out there. Um, So I help women um, who are usually having active hormonal symptoms. So things like weight gain, insomnia, hot flashes, you know, the things that were listed in the bio, but other things that aren't as well known, like hair loss and acne and dry vagina, low libido, things that we don't really talk about you know, as a society. So the way that I help women is through three pillars, through, through food, movement, and lifestyle. And um, there are other ways to manage our hormones in midlife um, and like bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, but I don't do that. I like to say I'm like the first stop. And for all of my clients, actually, what we do moves the needle. And then if at the end of our work, they think they would benefit from bioidentical hormone therapy, I can kind of send them to the right, the right person to help with that. So I do, oh, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, we'll have to talk a little bit more about that because I've never okay. heard that term before in my life. So, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, again, that's not my area of expertise, yeah. but I know what it is so that I can educate my clients about it. Um, so we can totally get to that. Uh, what I was going to say is I love working one-on-one with women. That's really where you move the needle the fastest, but I know for some women that doesn't um, work. And so I also have a membership. Oh, fun. So we'll definitely dig in and talk a little bit more about that. You know, I'm a huge fan of memberships and digital products in general. Yeah. So let me ask you this, you know, we're, you know, a lot of us are going through this mid, we're in midlife, right? That's where we are. Uh, What misinformation out there do you hear most about midlife and kind of midlife health, I should say? 
Yeah, I think there are just some societal quote unquote norms that are really misleading. Um, one is, well, because you're a woman, you know, this time of life is going to be really difficult and you just have to suffer through it. Um, that's not true. <laughs> and it's obviously harmful to women to believe that. So um, one of my, you know, kind of big uh, movements in my own work is getting women to understand that there are actions, small actions they can take on a daily basis that can really help them to feel much better, feel much more like themselves. Um, so I do hate that whole, it's because you're a woman or it's because you're of your age and you're a woman. Um, we never should should blame anything on our gender or our age. Um, and I, and I, think, I think that's true, right? We, we grow up thinking or, or just kind of dread menopause and think, oh, we're definitely going to experience all those symptoms that, you know, we've been talking about, like the hot flashes, like the fatigue, like the moodiness. And it's just, no matter what, we're just going to have to live through it. But you're saying that we don't have to do that. No, in fact, I'm saying that um, the idea that all of those symptoms we've been chatting about, that those are quote unquote normal is, is false. They are very common, but they're not normal. In fact, there are some cultures where there isn't even a word um, equivalent for menopause because it is a time of life that's not symptomatic for those women. Oh, really? So mm -hmm. what? So we're here in the U.S. and you and I are both in the U.S. and I know there's other people who might be listening outside of, of the United States. What, um, what cultures would that be? Why, why are they so much different from ours? So to pop to pop into mind, um, there, I want to say it's in uh, Japanese culture, though they do have a word, but it actually means second spring. I mean, who doesn't want a second spring in their life, right? Doesn't that sound so lovely? It does. That sounds like something I want. <laughs> right? Menopause has such negative connotations in the U.S. and I think in a lot of other kind of more typical Western civilizations. Um, so there's that. And then in communities um, that are still, um, you know, how to say they are living as their ancestors lived, you know, thousands of years ago, they don't have the technology, they don't have... Um, you know, some of the conveniences, they still live as their ancestors did. Um, they don't have any sort of symptoms uh, in midlife that would equate to what a lot of women experience today. Do you think it has a lot to do with our food or is it other things or just I a combination a of combination? Things. And you're yeah. right to, to land on food as one of them for sure. Um, movement or exercise is another one, right? We're a lot more sedentary than we used to be. And then we're exposed to so much more now than we were. Um, and that, and that people who are still living as their ancestors did are really not exposed to, um, everything from Wi-Fi to, um, toxins, you know, in the air, um, in products that we use, all that kind of stuff. So let me switch gears a little bit and let's talk about hormones or hormone. What, what hormone imbalances do you see most often in, you know, midlife with women? So everybody thinks about progesterone and estrogen when they think of their hormones, because those are your sex hormones. And those are really important in our transition from our fertility years to our menopausal years. But 
the two hormones that we actually begin with addressing are insulin and cortisol. Now, a lot of people don't know that insulin is in fact a hormone. And a lot of people think, well, if I'm not diabetic, I really don't have to think about insulin. But truly, insulin and cortisol are what drive most hormonal symptoms because either they're directly involved, like with weight gain, especially around the middle, or they are impacting the downstream hormones like thyroid hormone, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, other androgens, I could keep going, um, or they're impacting those downstream hormones, which are then causing the symptoms. So how would we know if we had issues with like insulin or cortisol? I, I believe that's what you said. Mm -hmm. Yep. You got it. <laughs> so the way that you would know is that you have these symptoms that you've gone to your doctor about and your doctor has either said, I'm not sure what the root cause is, or it's probably hormonal or, um, you know, why don't we do a, a blood test and see how your F, um, FSH and LH, two other hormones that have to do with ovulation, um, how those levels are. That's the beginning of understanding like, okay, something's going on here. Now, I mentioned those not because I think those are great diagnostic tools, but because I think that's just what a lot of women hear. Um, I do have a little quiz and we can link that in the show notes for um, if you're basically having certain symptoms, you're likely having a hormonal imbalance. Um, and again, it's so important to understand how best to support normal cortisol and insulin levels, because if we don't do that, then we really can't take that next step and support normal progesterone, um, estrogen, all that kind of stuff. Well, we definitely want to link that quiz in the show notes and I want to actually go in and take it right away because okay. I, I want to know if I have okay. issues there, <laughs> but what would you like midlife women to know about their bodies? How do they kind of think, you know, I, I guess kind of look at what they're experiencing and, and figure out what the next steps may be, I should say. So the first thing I like to tell women is that your body in your mid to late thirties, forties, fifties is very different from your body, from your teenage years and your 20 something years. And a lot of times we approach our bodies from a calories in calories out, eat less exercise, more approach, especially around, you know, managing our weight. And that really undermines weight management and midlife that approach. So your body is very different. We don't want to look so much at how many calories you're having, um, or how much you're exercising. And is that more is, are you burning more calories? We actually want to look at, um, how you're storing those calories and how we can get your body to burn, not only glucose for fuel, but also fat for fuel. Um, the standard American diet, which a lot of us eat because it's convenient and easy and quick, that is all about sugar burning and all about fat storage. So my clients do have an first are educated about how the midlife body best burns fuel. And then they have to commit to resetting their bodies so that they are able to burn fat. And that's not just important for our midsections. It's actually really important for our brains. 
That's interesting that you're bringing up the mental aspect of this because, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't have thought that that would be a part of it. Tell us a little bit more. So our brain loves to burn ketones and really wants to, but when we don't, haven't trained our bodies how to do that, it just burns glucose. And that's great for fast fuel, but it also means you have to kind of eat more regularly in order to replenish those glucose stores. We really, um, our brains really want to burn ketones so much. And I just learned this from a course I took that if we don't have enough ketones to burn, it will actually, the brain will actually start to quote unquote, eat its own material in order to access those ketones. That's a kind of basic way of saying it. Um, so that sounds on ominous. Yeah. (laughs) So when we talk about things like brain fog, um, but even more severe dementia and Alzheimer's, there's a connection there between, um, you know, having our, our brains being able and having accessible ketones to use versus not having the ketones to burn. So Kathy, before we wrap it up here, do you have any last minute tips or guidance for the audience? I think the most important thing is to understand that you are not alone. So many women are going through um, a difficult experience in midlife and it can feel really isolating because again, as a society, we really don't talk about it. And you might whisper about it with a couple of your girlfriends if you feel super comfortable, but otherwise we just kind of put on this like, all right, I got to just like move through this and suffer and I'll come out the other side. Okay. And, and that's not the best approach. And it's not even helpful for longevity. Um, so the first thing is you're not alone. And the second thing is there are people who can help. Um, there are people like me, but there are also um, a variety of medical professionals, therapists that focus specifically on midlife women and on helping them. And Kathy, can you let people know where they can find you? And I also believe you have a free gift for the audience. Absolutely. You can find me on my website, Kathy with a K, fritzcoaching.com. You can find me at the same place on Instagram. Um, And I do have this freebie that is pretty awesome if I do say so myself. It is the four surprising ways to reduce your hot flashes, insomnia, and waistline. And even if you don't have any of those three symptoms, what I go over in the guide uh, will help with any symptoms you're having. And it's, it's a guide where there are some surprises. For example, one of the um, four ways is not to eat in moderation. How often do we hear, eat in moderation, eat in moderation? That is guidance that is antiquated. It's not helping us in this stage of life. So. If you're intrigued by that, grab that free gift and that'll get us connected. Well, I'm definitely intrigued by that. And I also want to make sure we'll get the link to that quiz too. So folks can have it there. Uh, Kathy, thank you so much for joining me. I love chatting with you and learning more about perimenopause. Oh, I'm so glad, Destiny. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening today. Don't forget to sign up for the waitlist so you'll be the first to know when our next free Hobby School Online Learning Summit launches. 
The link is in the show notes for this episode, or you can go to hobbyschool.com, and that's hobby school with school without an H in it. Talk soon.